Rio Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's Pequail Realty, all in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Well, good morning, Derek. I uh, hope everybody's having a great day out there. And uh, it's always, uh, it's always, I'm very grateful that people share their morning with me. They're Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. to hear all the things that are going on in the City of Vision here in uh, Rio Rancho. And so I would ask if you you don't have time to listen to the whole show today please come back and check it we'll be uploading this to our podcast later today if not tomorrow and you'll be able to hear the full show in its entirety right there on the mayor of rio rancho podcast greg hall mayor of rio rancho if you put that into any search bar Google, I don't even know the search bars anymore. The old search engines that used to put stuff in there, right? I use Google, so I just put something in there. But if you put it in there, you just type in Greg Hull, Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast, or even Greg Hull podcast. It'll come right up, and it's a free listen there on Spotify. And we would ask you to please share that out on your social media so we can get more people listening to the show and getting good information on what's going on in the city of Rio Rancho. And I hit that exclamation exclamation mark on good information because what we want to do is make sure that when you're out there making decisions that you have the right information to make those decisions and of course everybody knows how I feel about social media when you get into some of these discussions there is a lot of misinformation out on some of the various different social media platforms and so you can come right here and find out what's going on and I will get you all the information and you can fact check me on the city's website because that's where we post the real information so (laughs) and so I want you to let Let our audience know about the election that's coming up, because this radio show may be the only way some people find out what will happen if the bonds pass and what happens if they don't. We did have a public information meeting last Thursday. It was at six o'clock. Unfortunately, we only had three people show up to that meeting. No. You know, so so that they they could understand where we were going to spend this money if the voters agree to give it back to us again. So when maybe you, they all listen to this show, so they didn't need to. Uh, that could be. That yeah. could be. Maybe they do. Um, if they don't, please tell your friends to listen to the <laughs> Mayor Hall Show at 8 a.m. or at least go out and listen to the podcast. Right? I did post the last week's podcast on my LinkedIn page, so oh, so there's okay. a link to it there as well, so people can go out there. And that got really very good positive feedback on that. So that being said, we've got the election coming up, and I did promise that I would have some data on how those bonds, we keep saying, well, if the bonds pass again, they won't raise your property taxes. Because they already exist. Right. So just to cover what the bonds are again, there will be three bond questions on this ballot. And of course, the election is March 5th. That's election day. Early voting starts about three weeks before that. And you can go to the city's website and get all the voting dates and all the polling locations for this particular election. Now, the three questions that are on the ballot are three that have been here and the longest one that's been on the ballot has been the road bond that started in 2016 it has to be renewed 
every two years. The voters have to reapprove it every two years. And that is the money that we use to fix the roads, repave the roads. Now, mind you, with the road bond, Derek, we can't do pothole repairs with bond dollars. We have to do reconstruction projects. So we can't go out and fill crack patches and all this other stuff. Those are repairs. But you have money for that. We do have money for that. We could always use more, but we do have money for the amount of work that we're doing, right? Now, with the crack patch and with the potholes, that has to come out of our general fund dollars. You can't finance repairs. And your bond dollars are basically financing the reconstruction of roads. So in this particular case, our roads that have been identified in this particular bond cycle, one of them is Lima. If you drive over off of Western Hills, it connects to Lima, mm-hmm. and then that goes down to where Lincoln Middle School is. Okay. So, Makes sense. So, so that road really, really needs a lot of help. And Spring Road is one that's really, uh, you know, should be wrapped up here pretty quickly. They're in the home stretch on Spring Road. The water line's been replaced. They're repaving that one. And Lima kind of runs parallel to Spring Road. Go take a look at it. And all of our engineers agree that that road needs to get done. And I've actually been fighting to get that road done for quite some time because it runs in front of one of our schools. And I like to get the roads done that are in front of other infrastructure, whether it's schools, police stations, fire stations. And that's why right now we're about to embark on doing quantum vortex and laser because you've got a lot of public infrastructure over there. Aside from the roads, you've got the police station, you've got the school district offices, you've got Independence High School, and you've got a lot of businesses on those roads. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those businesses pay gross receipts tax and that helps helps us run our city. And so it's important to support our businesses as well. I know that everybody would like to have their residential road repaved, and I completely acknowledge that. But the fact of the matter is, we've got to be very methodical about how we complete the process and do the best job we can. So the bond generates roughly $10 million every two years is what that generates, Derek. I think this year it's a little over $10 million is what it's projected to generate. Now, right off the bat, because we have a city ordinance, 1% of all bonds issued goes to the arts. Okay, so that's peeled off the top. And our Arts Commission works with that. And a lot of those dollars ended up being used in Campus Park for the Skyroom structure. And that was not only a beautiful public amenity, it's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, worked together on that one. But in this particular case, you've got a little over $10 million that's generated by the road bond that will go to road repairs. Then you've got roughly $4 million that go to the public safety bond. Now, backing up to the road bond, that the voters approved the road bond Roughly 63% of voters approved it in 2016. Every cycle thereafter, it's been reapproved in the high 70s. Mm-hmm. So we know the voters of the city of Rio Rancho absolutely support this. While I cannot tell you how to vote, all right, I can tell you I am very supportive of this. And, and I'll show you why. Because really, quite honestly, it's a pretty small investment to try to help make the city a better place, improve the infrastructure. And when you're doing that in a city, it does add value to the properties in the city, right? So mm-hmm. you've, you've got to make sure that as we're investing, these dollars, people are investing them to to protect and enhance their property values and their way of life. So those are some of the important reasons that these road bonds are critical to public infrastructure. The other bond, which generates roughly $4 million, that is the public safety bond. Now, that one we got started in 2018, and that has fundamentally changed our entire public safety department for police and fire. So, respectively, each one of them gets roughly $2 million each cycle.
cycle. Police uses a lot of the money to cycle out old cars and get new equipment. And most recently, you've seen their new command center that was the that mobile was command the center, mobile yeah. command center that was purchased with geo bond dollars from the public safety bond. And then the final bond is the quality of life bond that just started last cycle. And that money we're using to support libraries and clean up and fix community centers and parks. So those are the things when you look at them, you're talking infrastructure, public safety, quality of life. Those are the three cycles that we're working on. And as I've said time and time again, if you vote for these, your taxes won't go up because we're doing the same issuance, the same amount of issuance. We're not asking for more money. We're just working within the parameters of what we've been given. So we're trying to live within our means without asking for more money because you know how I feel about that. Now, I can't guarantee that that's never going to be the case where we say, hey, look, with inflation, this, that, and the other, we need some more money to help us complete more projects. That may become an option in the future, but it's not something that I've advocated for. We got the road bond started. People seem to be very satisfied with the amount of money that they're contributing to that. And they're very satisfied with the progress as they see in it. And I derive that from the fact that we see 76 to 78% approval on that bond. Okay. People see the need and they're willing to contribute to it. The problem we're going to get into, and I've mentioned this before, is we've done most of the main roads now. If you drive around Rio Rancho, if you're on main roads, you're driving on nice roads. We've got some of the best looking roads in the state right now. But also, if you get down into the neighborhoods, that's where you see that there's still a lot of work to be done. So Spring Road was one of those collectors that goes down through a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Lima is going to be one of those. So it's going to be real easy for individuals to be driving around the city going, well, I don't see the city fixing any roads. Where's my money going? So it's really important that we point out where these roads are so that you can go over, drive down them if you like, see the fact that they need to be replaced. And I know it might not be the road you want to, but what we do is, as we've talked about time and time again on this show, Derek, is we let the professional engineers use data-driven decisions to select which roads would go on a list. And then we look at that list and we say, okay, with the amount of money that we have, how many of those roads can we fix within the amount of money that we have? Now we develop that list. And then as soon as we know that the geo bonds have been approved, we immediately go out and try to leverage that with other funding sources like the state or federal government. So when you look at the various different amounts of money that we're spending on roads, you'll see that the geo bond right now is only about 37.5% of the total amount of money that we spend on roads. 25% comes from federal grants. We wouldn't get those federal dollars if we weren't investing our own dollars or we wouldn't get as much. We might get small pittance amounts, but not the matching dollars that we get on here. We've also seen some money through state programs and through some of the impact fees and other city sources. And then something that we've very rarely been able to do, but it's because we've been managing our money so carefully that 16% coming out of the general fund. And what that means, Derek, is we've got extra money. And instead of creating more reoccurring expenses and growing government, we're taking the additional cash and we're putting it toward these one-time projects to fix the roads. And so we've been very careful about how we approach this. This was my plan from the beginning, was figure out how to grow the revenues, not grow government into this out-of-control 
situation. Whereas if we saw another collapse in the market like we did in 2008, we wouldn't be caught off guard and not be able to pay our police and not be able to pay our fire. But I'm very proud of the fact that we've controlled the growth of government and where we have added jobs. You and I have talked about this before, where we have added jobs over the last 10 years. It's been primarily in police and fire and public works, those positions that are forward-facing to the public. I see this sometimes where people are voting on some project that they want to do. They want to do it, and everybody votes for it, but it's not their money. So it's easy to say, yeah, let's do this. And then you got to look and say, well, wait a minute. Do we actually have the money right. to do this? you got to do that before you vote to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and so I see that a lot on boards, and, and they mean well. I mean, they really want to do these. Not, maybe they want to give an employee a raise. That is a reoccurring Correct. expense. So that's not a one-time expense. So again, okay, we have the money this year. Will we have the money next year? Correct. So find that out before you vote to give someone who maybe really deserves a raise, do it. But I, you know, what if you eight months from now, you don't have the money to pay that person Correct. the raise? You need to know these things. And that's why we're very careful about our budget and any additional cash that we have in the top end of the budget. After all of our expenses are covered, we take that money and put it toward these one-time expenditures. And our primary focus is still roads. So the first one, like I said, we've got the roads. The second one was the public safety bond. That started in 2018. And just in the last bond cycle in 2022, we started the quality of life bond. And that generates about a million dollars. If these pass... There is no tax increase, but that's not the question that we come here to answer today. Right. The question that we came here to answer today was how much would my taxes go down if I vote against these or if these fail? Well, that number is pretty simple. If you have a $100,000 house and all three of them go down, okay? If they don't pass. All three of them don't pass, correct. The total amount that would be on a $100,000 house that you would save on your annual property tax bill would be $30. So $30 is what your taxes would go down. Right. Now, let me put that into perspective. If you had a $300,000 house. Yeah, that's more the average in Rio Rancho. Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. Your taxes would go down right about $90. Now, once again, I'll continue to do the math and expound upon the math. But on a current $300,000 property, in Rio Rancho, your property tax bill right now is $3,616.70. That's your total property tax bill right now. Mm -hmm. So that would come down by $90, reducing your total property tax bill to $3,526.70. But also, let me kind of put a little bit more into perspective. Out of that $3,616.70 that you're paying in property tax, okay, because mm -hmm. I hear this a lot. I pay my taxes. Right. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> How much of them go to Rio Rancho? Of that $3,616.70, only $977.60 goes to the city of Rio Rancho out of that $3,600, okay? Now, we put all this in the newsletter, so if you didn't read your last newsletter, we gave a really great breakdown of property taxes in the last newsletter, and that's actually where I'm pulling some of this data from. So the property tax you would owe the city at that point, 
would be basically $890 is what it would go down to because that $90 would come purely out of the Rio Rancho portion of taxes Mm -hmm. that you pay, right? It's not proportionate to the other districts. But as you remember, we broke down that $3,616.70 in the newsletter. 27% of that goes to Rio Rancho. 30% of that goes to Rio Rancho Public Schools. 10% goes to CNM. 4% goes to the state of New Mexico. And I want to say uh, 6% goes to the Flood Control Authority. 5% goes to UNM Sandoval Regional. And so you've got a complete breakdown of well, where of all goes, these percentages go. Some of it goes to the county, right? 18% yeah. goes to the county, okay. right. So when you look at this, you see the different allocations that go where they go. But the county doesn't fix the roads in Rio Ranch. No, they do not. They that, could kick in some money, I they, guess. They could. It's over the last eight years that we've been doing all this road work. We've done 38 major road projects. We've spent more than $108 million. And out of that $108 million, Sandoval County counted for less than 0.5%. Half a percent. So we're kicking in more taxes than we're getting back, at least for roads. Well, on the roadside, yeah. 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 And so and there's other stuff, obviously. There's other stuff, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But we always have these road projects out there, and we're always willing to partner with the county to talk about how we can work together to improve the infrastructure throughout the community. And we're not complaining. We're just moving forward, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but the stats are what they are. But uh, and, and like I say, the county does kick in for other things as well. But it's just interesting because there's a perception that Rio Rancho, being the biggest city in the county and doing very well financially. They don't need as much help as, say, Cuba. Correct. And, and the county's budget is completely different from the city. So, And there's different things that go on there. But that being said, we're pointing out the fact that if you own a $300,000 house right now, you're going to save $90. And this is what and I... And no more roads get and, paved. And no more roads get paved. Right. Well, at least not from this pool of money. And without this pool of money, we're not able to leverage some of those federal dollars and state dollars. Because the state and feds, they want to see that the city has some skin in the game. Mm -hmm. They don't want to just come in and, oh, well, we'll just talk to the state and they'll pay for all of our problems. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Go talk to any state legislator and ask them if Rio Rancho stopped contributing money to its own roads with the state pay to fix them all. They'll tell you no. They'll, you know, it's absolutely not. Municipalities have to do what they can to try to do a lot of the things that benefit them directly, right? And and their citizens. Last week, State Rep. Hernandez was saying in 10 years, he couldn't get us enough money to do all the roads that need to be fixed from from the state of New Mexico. Right. There's just, yeah, there's no way to get it all done. So we've got to do some buy-in. And I've given examples on the show of where we've leveraged these dollars to get a higher amount. One of my most favorite examples is Rainbow Road, Mm -hmm. is we had a developer go out on Rainbow Road, and they were building out this little community called Rainbow Canyon. We asked them to contribute because that obviously that community was going to put more wear and tear on Rainbow Road, which was already in horrible condition, right? Mm -hmm, I remember. And so they agreed to kick in $500,000 for engineering on the road. The city of Rio Rancho kicked in $500,000, and we were able to chase down some federal money, $3 million. So a $4 million project in Rio Rancho, we actually only contributed $500,000 to that, but had we not had the $500,000, had we not 
not had the developer's money, we would not have been able to access that $3 million that got that road repaved. So these are the things that we have to be strategic about. We have to think things through. What's the word? Penny wise and pound foolish. <laughs> so Yeah, well, and, and so these are things that people, the citizens, have to decide if, say for $90 on a $300,000 house, is it worth $90 to stop paving the road? Right, and I call it stepping over a dollar to pick up a penny. You're ignoring the real cash on the table. And if you look at the amount of money that we are drawing in from federal sources, that can't be blinked at or disregarded or shrugged at. I mean, when we talk about the fact that we've spent $108 million since 2016, Mm-hmm. All right. That's when the road bond started. Now, let's do once see. We'll do the math again. Ten million dollars in 2016, 10 million dollars in 2018, 10 million dollars in 2020, 10 million dollars in 2022. That's 40 million dollars. So this road bond has only generated 40 million dollars. Yet we've put in one hundred and eight million dollars worth of work. So where the rest of the money come from? So if you lose the other sixty eight million dollars, as my mom used to say, you're biting off your nose despite your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you well, know. And I remember, I mean, that section of Southern that you did off 528 there at the golf course. Yeah. Was the whole, that'd be 10 million, was it right there? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Southern Boulevard was heavily funded by federal dollars. Yeah. A lot more. The match on that one was a big different match. I think the city had to put in like five or 10% on that project. So it shows you that we're leveraging our dollars to get a lot more. But if we didn't have that skin in the game, we would not have gotten that money End a story. And I remember having to budget the 5% when we did not have the money and our engineers were saying, look, I know we don't have the money, so we're going to have to cut somewhere, but this is not an option because if we don't put this money kind of basically in escrow right now, if we don't put it in savings and sit on it, we're going to lose $17 million in federal funding if you're not very, very, very careful here. So yeah, sometimes you have to make those challenges and have to make those sacrifices and go, okay, well, we can't do this, 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 and this now because we've got to tuck this money away because we can't afford to lose $15 $15 million. Oh. I can't remember what the number right. was back in but back when big. we did that, but yeah. it was a big amount of money. So our listeners have to decide if you're a Rio Rancho resident, if you want to continue to spend the $90, which means nothing changes. A year. A year. 90 a year. Yeah. yeah. And so I can't tell you whatever works for you, but right. uh, you weigh, weigh it out. But also, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about each of our city council districts is being contested this year. Right. Right. And so there are multiple candidates to choose from. Right. So you need to, uh, as uh, citizens again, find out about your incumbent and who's running against them. Right. Oh, and by the way, before we wrap up in the other $90 a year, I just did the math. It's uh, $7.50 a month. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I wanted to throw that out there. $7.50 a month. Yeah, that's not even lunch. No, no, it's not. But I will tell you that that investment adds a lot more value to the properties in Rear Rancho just by making those investments. <clears throat> to that, too, I was going to mention. So imagine you are new to the state. You're, you're moving here. Maybe you're going to retire. or Maybe you got a job at Intel or wherever. And you're going to look at a house. And the real estate agent takes you down a street that is worn down and rocks are coming up, hitting the fender on the car from the tires. And there's the house that you're going to look at. Kind of a deterrent. It is. 
It is. And that's why really, you know, you want to start with the main roads and we've really done a great job of beautifying and rebuilding a lot of the main roads throughout the city. And that's that first impression as people come in. Look, I drive through neighborhoods all over the state and I was just in Lubbock last week and I was driving through the neighborhoods. And you can tell in any city, anywhere you go, Derek, they've got infrastructure problems. And I'm more tuned into roads everywhere I go. I I had somebody shoot me a picture of some really quaint little town. They said, look at this. And and the first thing I saw in the picture was the cracks in the road. (laughs) I'm like, oh, so they have cracks in their road, too. Yes. But uh, we've all got it. And it's just, as I pointed out, what are we doing about it? Well, we're throwing as many resources as we have at it and we're doing it as quickly as we can. And so I get a lot of people that walk up to me. As a matter of fact, I was in the grocery store the other day and I had a lady walk up to me and she was just thank you for everything you're doing in Rear Rancho. It was very humbling. And I'm, sure. I very much appreciate that. And I just have to say, people are so kind to me and my family. That's why I love this community. But yes, back to your other question you touched on. Yes, the three city council races, they are all contested. And so what I would tell you to do is you need to do your uh, research on each of these individuals and decide if the platforms they're running on have merit or don't have merit. Of course, you've got the people that are there, your three incumbents are running Mm -hmm. again, and then you have the challengers and the challengers are gonna try to point out what they feel would be the better option for the city to do. And that's what happens when people run, right? But the one thing that I just encourage people to do is go out and not just read their material or hear buzzwords like, I want to just change everything. I want to, I'm a change agent. There's a buzzword that a lot of people like to use, transparency. They, they like yeah. to throw that out there. We'll ask them, transparency on what? Because we've been nationally recognized on our city's website as being the most transparent website in the state. We've been recognized in the past for that. And we put a lot of information out there. So I guess what I'm saying in this year is just fact check the things people are saying. Because right now there's a lot of uh, emotion. And what we want to do is look at what are we voting for? You're not voting for a city manager. And I need to point that out is that we have a city manager. Mm -hmm. You're not voting for a city manager. City councilors do not. And even myself, for the greater part, uh, do not do the day to day operations of the city. Right. We vote and decide on policy. The biggest policy document that we vote on every year is the budget. And we've in the 10 years that I've been in office, we've received a national budget award all 10 years. So not only do we have the cleanest audit, we've got nationally recognized budget and they're recognizing the fact that we're accomplishing a lot with very little. And I did say this, I said, look, (laughs) and I say this a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's the truth. Just because you elect somebody new doesn't mean that there's a magical amount of new money that pops up, right? The money's the same. And so you have to consider that. Are they saying, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. We'll ask those questions. If you're going to do all this stuff, where are you going to get that money? When I got elected, I got elected to the fact that there was no money. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. I, I knew that. You came and, in at a rough time, know. but it must be tough actually to run now, unless you're the incumbent, because from what you see from the studies that you have done every two years, people are pretty much liking the way Rio Rancho was going. And normally when you run for an office, you say what you're going to do different or better. 
and that would be tough right now because you have to find something wrong generally to run and you're going to fix. Right. What are you going to fix in right. Rio Rancho? Right. And you have to ask the questions and we need to ask the questions when the candidates come to your door. And this is that time of year when everybody's out door knocking saying, hey, I want to do this and I want to do that. Ask the important questions. Ask the important questions. We can scream the buzzwords. But as you know me and Derek, we've been doing this show now for almost 10 years. You know me, I'm, I'm straightforward about what things are. And I can tell you right now, if I wasn't just real straightforward about my answers and about what's going on in the city, I know you'd call me out on it. Uh, you've caught me a couple of times saying, are you sure that that's right? And I had to go check fact check. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that wasn't right. So yeah. you've. Yeah, you've, but it was nothing major. So it might right. have been a, an amount of money that right. was spent on something. Right. And once again, I'm not going to mention any of the candidates by name. I think everybody needs to go out and do their own research. But my main thing to talk about today is just do the research on this. And if somebody's promising you the moon, remember that would be an expensive proposition. <laughs> so, and they're not going to bring their own money to the table. Let me also point that out. When they come into office, they don't go, well, you know, elect me because I've got $20 billion and I want to spend it all on the city and I deserve a seat at the table because I'm going to spend my own money to fix everything. No, 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 no. That's not the way that works. Yeah. The way it works is I'm going to promise you a whole bunch of stuff and I'm going to reach into everybody else's pocket to figure out how to pay for that. So that's the one thing that I can tell you that myself and this administration has been very careful about. We've mentioned this on the on this show several times. We've only raised the GRT in the city one-eighth of one percent in 10 years. That's just literally unheard of. Yeah. That's because we focused on growing the economy. But at the same point in time, we've been able to add up to, like I said earlier, 62% additional funding to police and fire. We're growing the economy and we're growing the revenues without going in to the taxpayers' pockets. And quite honestly, that's because we have a very strong focus on just making sure that we're utilizing the money that we have as best as we can. To my knowledge, we're also the only city that's opened up a savings account in the last 10 years because we've managed the money so carefully. And of course, that was rewarded with our bond rating being upgraded. So these are the things that when you talk about the city, Rio Rancho, I can unequivocally say we're one of the best cities in the Southwest. You know, <laughs> I love our community and we're out there, we're doing stuff. Look, once again, just I'm, I'm just telling everybody fact check everything because people will scream fire. Well, you need to make sure there's a fire, right? People will scream emergency when really there's not an emergency. And that's the thing that we need to make very careful and very thoughtful decisions about who are the people that are running our city. Are they people that try to create an emergency or are they people that try to solve an emergency? And I've often said this, you can't be the arsonist and the fireman. Okay. That's just, that no. doesn't work. So when you think about it, where's the fire or where's the emergency, right? I'm very proud of the fact that we've accomplished some really, really major things. And I think people desire to be a part of that. And that's great. And we live in a democracy where you vote your representatives in. And of course, it's a representative republic, obviously, but mm -hmm. through a democratic process. So we have all these rights to do this, but at the same point in time, we want to make sure that people's ideas of what's going to make Rio Rancho better or worse, just really identifying what that means. 
Just a couple of minutes before we go, I noticed a bunch of signs up at 528 that Northern is under construction. Man, another another road project underway. Yes. So the bulldozers are rolling. I was up through there just this past week. I was driving through there. As you know, I like to personally drive through the construction zones as much as anybody else does because I want to make sure that the traffic's flowing and that the work is continuing to move forward. And I was really excited to see them peeling up one of the lanes on Northern and so they're getting right to it. They're getting right to it. So once again, you're going to just see lots of orange barrels all over the place. We're going to continue getting these roads fixed. Absolutely. And if you go by those orange signs that say that your bond dollars at work, mm-hmm. the contractor's numbers on there and the amount of money that's being spent on that project's right there, you see where your dollars are actually being invested. I live in a cul-de-sac. If you paved my street, only the people who live on that street would right. ever know, except for the people that get lost and go the wrong way. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, a lot more people will utilize Northern than my street. And other exciting news. There's been a lot of questions around Market Street coming. Yes. Okay, I just want to bring this up. You should see bulldozers running on that site tomorrow. From what I understand, the drainage and grading permits have been issued. Now, there's not a ceremonial groundbreaking tomorrow morning. This is on the 22nd because that was already done about a year ago or a year, a little over a year ago. You remember we did the whole Market Street. Right. So I will try to be out there to snap some pictures of the bulldozers running around out there and try to get those posted so everybody can see. But that is a huge investment in the city of Rancho. I know people were very excited about that, but that project moves forward tomorrow. So that's exciting news as well. So the progress continues to roll in Rio Rancho and the community continues to grow. And we are very, very, very excited about it. All right. Our mayor of Rio Rancho, Greg Holt. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Everybody go out there, make it a great day and God bless.